Kellen Olson joined as always by my co-host Jake Anderson. What's up, Jake? Hello, hello. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Shocking. We're talking about another Phoenix Rising win. We're going to kind of put a twist on today's episode, normally running through the result as we do most of the time, but uh, I think the theme of this match for me was watching the, Ray, watching the way Reno played. It was a 4-2 Rising win, and seeing them do things both right and wrong in terms of what you need to do to beat rising. And I think that's kind of what I, what we're going to talk about today is how do you beat this team? Because they have now won how many straight in league play? 14 now? 14. It's, it's getting to the point to where you have to make sure you're on the right number. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of streaks to go along with 13 it. 13-0 with... on beer night now? Is so that... as of right now, it makes it easy because it's... 13 on Dollar Beer Night, 14 in league play this season, and 15 at home unbeaten dating back to last year's playoff run. But as soon as the Dollar Beer Nights are over, that's when it's going to get all discombobulated. (laughs) Should they keep winning? We'll see. Uh, 4-2 win. Uh, I think the... uh, I'm just going to kind of run through it and go through the match, but also what I saw in terms of what was Reno was doing well. I think by default, with the way Rising attack, um, obviously the four three three, they're going to have the three attackers very high up most of the time, which is the case. They're coming back to defend a lot, but they're up there. On these attacks, you have both of the fullbacks, and they basically kind of play like wingbacks, but they're fullbacks mm-hmm. in this system. Musa the fullbacks replaces. Yeah, the fullback is is up there a lot. At least one of them is up there a lot, if not two. And then uh, in this match, it was Lambert, Baccaro, and Musa. Lambert and Baccaro are in the box a ton in terms of when the final third actually kind of gets going. They they join in on the box for sure. And then even Musa will get in there from time to time. So what, what Reno was doing really well in this match was, first of all, just establishing establishing themselves in this it was very clear from the first 10 minutes like this is going to be a competitive match this is not going to be one where rising eventually pull away which is actually what wound up happening but the way reno showed um urgency and attack whenever they got the ball was really important because you are going to recover you're you're forcing rising forces itself to recover defensively quickly because of how many guys they get forward guys like lambert and Bacaro are running a lot during this match Mm -hmm. i thought reno did a really good job of doing that but with that being said i think the turning point in this match was the end of the first half they had two opportunities to score one of them was a two-on-one where again if you get to a certain point and i think i think what they were doing was they were putting clear aggressive passes to get from the midfield of rising to their to their back line and once they got there it was a matter of enough runs coming and catching the fullbacks out of position because they were covering this guy or this guy or whatever that happened at the end of the first half there's a two-on-one dumbuya uh man of the match uh team of the week i believe he was on as well Correct, yeah stops the two-on-one pass from coming through and then there was another chance for reno and that kind of seemed like the point of no return for them where rising is such a good team if you don't score on two clear cut chances like that you're kind of screwed and that's kind of like three points into one 
you have to capitalize on every chance against them, but I think you had to play fast and urgent on counterattacks, and they did that. And then also just getting from their midfield to their defense quickly, which I don't think is that hard to do with the system that they play. Yeah, so Reno plays uh, 4-4-2 diamond. So with that extra uh, attacker, so to speak, you're going to have in the midfield. um, Schantz's counter to that was having Lambert, who's, as we all know, a little bit on the more defensive side in comparison to Aguinaga. Um, He did say after the match, however, that um, the real reason was because in the El Paso game, Aguinaga picked up a knock, and uh, he just wanted to rest them, especially with the three games coming up um, in this next week. Um, but Reno is the third highest goal-scoring team in the league, and it's for a reason. Um, they're not afraid to attack. They're not afraid to go forward. That's what they do. Even in the first match that they played back in Reno, you saw how they were kind of taking it too rising Um, I think the thing that they did really well like you said is they caught either Dumbuya or Dia out um, and that's just how all counterattacks are Um, but I thought Phoenix did a phenomenal job um, recovering Um, Dumbuya said after the game that um, when I asked him about his defensive performance he won five of six duels and he actually said that he was recovering from mistakes so he's being very humble about it in that regard, um, he ended up getting his first goal of the season later in the match. But you saw on the two goals, you saw one of them was, it was kind of like, uh, like oh, okay, really, it was on the tap in to where they just stretched. They just stretched the defense out wide. Um, I mean, you get enough space in between, you get enough uh, space in behind, and it was just kind of a an easy tap in if you have pace on the wings. We were talking earlier before that, if you're going to be a team trying to beat Rising, what are you going to do? What is your philosophy going to be? And for a team like Reno who can score goals, I think they have the best formula. Um, but to be a team that scores that often, like you have to be a high-caliber team. And that's why Rick Schantz after the game said, if we weren't in such good form, then I would say Reno is the best team in the Western Conference. To turn the timeline back a little bit from the end of the first half to the first goal of the match, I think the other clear, I don't want to say preventable, but there's, now to fast forward again, kind of go all over the place, the second goal, which was the interplay between Dumbuya and Lambert, that was all possible because Solomon Asante ran towards Dumbuya, dragged the defender towards Dumbuya, who put Lambert through into the box, Lambert Really nice back heel, finds Dumbuya the shot, goes right at the keeper, nearly goes through through his legs, bounces back to him, he scores on the rebound. That is the type of goal where you just got to go, okay, let, let's let's move on. We, we tried to shut down Asante, this really clever play happened, and, and that was fine. But the first goal by Junior Flemings, those are the types of goals where you come against Rising and you cannot have those happen you need to I think coming into the match you need to have a sound understanding of the capabilities of both Asante and Fleming's creatively out wide and then John in interplay as well and and knowing not only with him in interplay but him as a finisher like if you give him one touch inside the box he's probably going to score and the same can go for those two other guys as well but just closing out on Fleming's earlier we saw him dance through I believe two defenders and then shoot through another three to score on that first goal. That's <laughs> yeah, that the type was, of goal. That's his goal. His kind of goal. That is his goal. He tried it earlier, too, in, in the match. Um, 
that is the type of goal where you can have two perspectives on it. You can have one where you can say, well, what can you do? That's a terrific player making a terrific play. But I think you can look at it from the other end and say, that is a preventable goal. That is a goal where if you were completely focused on the task at hand and knew that he was capable of that, I'm sure they knew, but having the right presence of mind in that situation to just foul him or just stop him. They were really physical too. I I like that from Reno, at least in the first half they were. But to me, that's the type of goal and the type of moments where Flemings and Asante, those moments of brilliance from them, if you can limit those or not have at least one of those lead to a goal, you can beat this team a whole lot easier. But if you have Junior Fleming score this incredible goal and that you can't come back from that now because of the second goal, which was just a dumb challenge in the box for a penalty. And now it's just insurmountable because the dumb challenge in the box, the deflection goal, the the goal with the rebound, um, the goal with the rebound in front of Dumbuya, that stuff's just going to happen. But there's more preventable stuff that you can take away from them, I think. And that's what ended up hurting Reno in this game. Do you do you agree with me that if we play that match 10 times with the way both sides played, it's probably pretty even 5-5? I thought they were pretty even most of the night. Maybe 6-4, 7-3 to rising, but Reno wins a couple for sure with the way they were. They just seemed very structured in the first half. That You can tell me and you have watched enough of this league now to tell the teams that are structured and the teams that are not, and they were. So for that... If they played 10, I think it would also depend on what night they played and, uh, <laughs> and where they played, obviously. Yeah. But um, I would say that Reno did a good job of, I don't want to say shutting down, I guess more containing solo. And that's got to be your the first guy that you got to try to take out. Um, he's the lead lead in goals and assists. So... You saw Junior and, and Solo switch a couple times. Um, we saw Solo tucking in a lot. And we saw John Baccaro getting some time out on the right flank because you're just trying to get Solo involved. And like you said, you had an overlapping run with Dumbuya and, and Lambert's making a run on the right side in behind. A beautiful back heel to get that all set up. But I think with what you said about the physicality, that might be something you're going to see a lot more now from opposing teams just trying to get inside their head maybe and, and try to get someone sent off. Anything you can do to try to get Rising off their game, I know I could probably say that I or I would say that you should probably expect to see teams do what Tulsa did and have their, their pitch be dry, have their pitch uh, have longer grass that they've been practicing on for that week. Just anything they can do to try to slow down Rising. But the 15-point lead now that they have on Reno um, after this win, because they have two games in hand, it was a crucial win uh, for them. But I would agree with Chance. Like, Reno is a good team. Um, and, yeah, I, I would give the edge maybe a 6-4 or 7-3. Probably going to be a draw or two in there as well um, if they did play 10 times out of 10. But um, I would expect these two to maybe find each other in the uh, in the uh conference championship game should they uh, reach that yeah we we saw more of what i was talking about too on the 
first and second goal because the first goal, it's the deflection goal we've talked about all season, bounces off Dumbuya, falls in front. But with that being said, Rising had recovered, but that was a one-on-one from that winger at Dumbuya. He had the space the entire time cut left had the shot in and that's one of the times where there wasn't a second or a third guy there because they were they were just recovering back from an attack the second goal was eventually getting ahead of the midfield enough ahead of those fullbacks enough into into a two-on-one do you see to kind of wrap things up here do you see a way in which do you see a way in which other teams are going to be able to get better at this over time? Is that what we saw from Reno? Was this a one-time glimpse at one of the best teams in the league? I, I think there's a formula to beat them, but every team already knows it now, you know? I think what it is is when you have players with very good attacking ability and pace and obviously playing a ball where on the wings when the fullbacks aren't there or they're tracking back, it's going to be compliments to players that are good in space out on the wings junior Fleming's type players so if you can get your better players with pace in open space where a rising defender is or isn't and or where rising defenders are trying to track back to um, that's obviously going to give you an opportunity to shoot deflections handballs I mean whatever could happen in the box it's always dangerous and uh, and real quick to go back to the junior Fleming's point I think when you have a player who can kind of create a goal by himself like that, and a lot like a basketball player would, but you know, in a game of soccer, in a game of football, when you really can't do that, to see a player take on a few guys and be able to create by himself almost pretty much, it just shows what this team can do should it need a goal from, from their playmakers. That's a really good point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when they inevitably lose. I don't think they're going to win out the rest of the season all the way to the championship. I think I can confidently say that now they're either going to draw draw or lose. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what is the cause of that. We've seen them come out sleepy in a couple of games, but that the most the more interesting part of this game was that they were game. Uh, Reno was game, and especially on that third goal that Dumbuya scored, you could see uh, on me watching on TV at least, you could see the emotion from the team that that breakthrough, that goal was much more than just like symbolizing them breaking through and taking control of the game. The players' emotions, you, you could tell that they were really working hard in that match and knew that they were coming up against a quality opponent. I'm just, I'm really excited now even more to see when they get tested because. We just don't expect to see it that often, especially at home. And and they and they were, and they still won. Uh, they still won. Sacramento up next on Friday, is that right? And then two matches next week, Jake? Yeah, Sac on Friday, dollar beer night, and they got two on the road. So they got uh, three games in eight days. We'll see. That's 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 the recipe, I think, for sure, is for them to hit a snag is that the schedule does that to them, and that's how it's going to go every now and then, for sure. All right, everyone, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.